I've been really blessed this Christmas because there's been things that the Lord's been revealing to me. Because, uh, I mean, think about it. The Christmas story. It's like the same thing each year. You know, it's like, is there anything new? And all you got to do is look a little. And something new pops up every time you look. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, last Sunday when we gathered together, we were talking about uh, the power. I'm sorry, the Sunday before that. Last Sunday was with Eric, which was a powerful time. The Sunday before that, we were talking about what the angel told the shepherds in the field. I bring you good tidings that will bring great joy. Or in other words, I I am releasing to your ears good news that's going to cause great joy among all people. That's a powerful statement. Okay? And the fact that it came from angels, well, you can probably trust it. Okay? So so here is this statement. I bring you uh, I'm bringing you news about a uh, good news about this great joy. It will cause great joy. The good news that we know about Jesus, the good news that God so loved that he gave his son. That's the good news. Not the good news that uh, you, you are saved from hell. That's part. That's only a small part of it. <laughs> or you're saved from your sins. That's another just small part of it. The good news is that you get to have relationship with God and he is your father and you become his son or his daughter. There is That is the pinnacle of the good news. That is why it causes great joy. Because you get set into the most powerful family that's ever been existent in all creation. You get set into that family. God's your dad. Jesus is your older brother. And Holy Spirit's your advocate and comforter, kind of like a mother figure. Okay? It, like, he's got you covered. You are, it's great joy because of what he has done. That's why it's good news. Okay? It's not the bad news that, hey, you know, you get to, uh, you get your um, your slate clean. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I want to make this sound right. Okay? That's good news, too. But the, the bad news that we can tend to present is, hey, you're messed up. You need to believe in Jesus. Well, where's the good news? The good news is that God loves you. That's the good news. The, and God gets to be your father yeah. when you believe in Jesus. That's the good news. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And it's amazing. So God is just... He's just exploding this out more and more. Uh, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter 2, which is exactly what we were just talking about. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. But the angels go on, and you got to remember, the shepherds that were in the field who received this message did not live in a time of electricity. Okay. So they've never seen a spotlight. They've never seen anything at night brighter than the moon. Okay? So the angel gives the message to the shepherds, and then look at what it says in verse 13. Okay? Luke chapter 2, verse 13. Then all at once in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven. 
And you got to, like, you know, I, if I was a shepherd and I saw this with no, like, it, suddenly it's daytime. Noonday. Boom. Whoa. Okay. I probably, I would have either probably fainted or um, needed new britches. Okay. I, uh, serious, right? Okay. All at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armors of heaven, and they all praised God. So this, uh, imagine, imagine, okay, you can't even see the stars anymore. You can't see the moon anymore. Every nook and cranny of the sky is filled with angels. Angel, 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 angel. You can't see anything but angels when you look up at the sky. It's the armies of heaven. We're talking millions upon millions, maybe hundreds of millions. Okay? The sky is chock full of angels. You cannot not see any sky anymore. And they start singing. Could you imagine the sound? Just the, the magnificence of the sound. And they have vocal ranges that we can't even reach. Okay? And the angels release this Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. There is peace and a future. A, there is a goodness for the sons of man, for all humanity. Whew. Wow. And shepherds got to hear it. Not King Herod sitting in the palace. Not the religious leaders and the educated. It was the shepherds who were generally considered the lowest of society. But it was the very shepherds who also raised the Passover lambs. Bethlehem was known, was the city where they raised Passover lambs. And they would take the lamb, wrap it in swaddling cloth, And set it in a stall so it wouldn't be hurt as it was growing. They, when it was newborn, they'd wrap it to keep it safe. Because the Passover lamb at one year old, when it was sacrificed, it had to be without blemish. It had to be perfect. No broken bones, no bruises, no discoloration anywhere. So they'd wrap this lamb that was just born. And that's why it was assigned to them. When you see the baby wrapped in swallowing cloths, lying in a feeding trough, then you found the one you're looking for, the Passover lamb of God. Okay, the one without blemish. <laughs> so the thing that I really want to hone in on here, though, is, is what the angels are saying here in this statement. They just said another one that was powerful that we already talked about. Good news that costs us great joy. That's amazing. Now look at this. There is peace on earth. There is peace on earth. Have you wondered where that is? No? Mm. Let 
what the angels were describing was something that was deeper than simply no conflict. Okay. The Hebrew word, undoubtedly they spoke it in Hebrew. Okay. The Hebrew word is shalom, right? Shalom, it can mean peace. But at a much bigger sense, it means fullness. It means wholeness. So they were saying fullness and wholeness to the earth. This is a powerful statement they're making right here. We tend to underestimate, I have tended to underestimate the power of what was released on Christmas Day. The first one. (laughs) Shalom has come to earth. Wholeness and fullness is in that baby. And it's for everyone. That's powerful. What we're talking about is Christmas completeness. We're talking about everything that we've ever needed, ever desired being met in a little baby. Wow. The opposite of peace, when we think about peace, right? We tend to think the opposite of peace is war, it's strife, it's conflict, right? But if we look at what this word means in its fullness, the opposite of peace is actually lack. If shalom it can mean fullness and wholeness and peace, then the opposite of shalom is lack and incomplete, missing. That's the opposite. What the angels are saying is there's something that has arrived on the earth that will fill every place of lack on this earth. Inside your heart. Every place. It is the fullness of what you've been looking for. The the question then is, well, what keeps me, what keeps us in this lack? Right? What keeps us without peace? And the Bible has a really simple answer for that. And it's, um, yeah, it hits you between the eyes. In James chapter 4, verse 1, it says, What's the cause of your conflicts and quarrels with each other? <laughs> Doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? You jealously want what others have, so you begin to see yourself as better than others. You scheme with envy and harm others to selfishly obtain what you crave. That's why you quarrel and fight. Oof. Ouch. Right there. What? is being said by the Lord in all this is that the reason for the lack that we experience is because the focus comes upon us rather than on the Lord. On whom do you center? Self-centered or God-centered? When we're God-centered, there's a shalom. There's a wholeness and a fullness When we're self-centered, you will always find a lack. You will always find incompleteness. 
<laughs> Here's some more good news for you. You no longer have to focus on yourself because you have a father who does that. Okay, that's good news. You have a father who's focused on you. You don't need to focus on you. <laughs> oh, it feels, yeah, it just washes, doesn't it? Jesus came, this is, this just blows my mind. Jesus came as Emmanuel, God with us. Then, after his death and resurrection, Holy Spirit came as God in us. <laughs> and now, honestly, honestly, it makes no sense for us to focus on self anymore. It doesn't, the math doesn't add up anymore. Because we have someone who is far more capable of taking care of us, who's watching over us than we could ever do for ourselves. It makes no sense for me to center on myself. It makes no sense. Does that, does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> what does make sense is living a life that's focused on God, focused on who He is. You are your fullness of the true self, you are fully you when you're not looking at you. But when you're looking at him, that's when you're fully you. <laughs> Which is also good news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. The angel said, fullness has been released on the earth. Wholeness has come to all people. He has offered another option because we did not have that option. We only had the option of self and taking care of self. God wanted to be a father to Israel, but they rejected him. And now he, and he knew, he knew from the beginning, by the way, that the only way that this could happen is if he became God in us. <laughs> and that's what he did. So now... Now, guys, we get to live in a freedom that we're still figuring out. <laughs> a freedom and a wholeness that's available right now to every one of us because fullness lives inside of you. He's right here. Fullness lives inside of you. You're not lacking it for anything. That's why scripture says that he is the good shepherd. You shall not want because you have a shepherd watching over you now. The fullness is in here. When you believe in Jesus, the fullness is in here. There, if, if you have found that there, it feels like there's an emptiness inside of you, that there, you're missing something, there's a lack that's going on inside of you, then one of two things. One is you either need to give your life to Jesus and let fullness come in. Or need to get your eyes off yourself. And get your focus back on God. Listen to this verse from Isaiah chapter 26. Verse 3 through 4. You will keep in perfect peace. Okay. 
Remember peace and wholeness. You will keep in perfect wholeness, in perfect fullness, those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Oh, again, here is, uh, let me finish the verse. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Okay. <laughs> What's that verse saying? You focus on the Lord and fullness and wholeness is yours. Perfect wholeness comes to those whose minds are trusting the Lord. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Oh. And here's my encouragement to all of us, including me. It is not a work of your own effort to get your mind to focus on God. Okay? It's a work of surrender. It's a work of yielding to Him to who he is inside of you. It is not a work of effort. I've tried and it doesn't work. When you've tried to do it by your own effort, when you've tried to, I'm going to do this, I'm going to focus on the Lord, I'm going to not let circumstance get heavy on me, I'm not going to let my peace get taken, I'm not going to let my joy be robbed, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> it doesn't work. How many of you know that? It doesn't work, okay? What works, though, is, Lord, love me. <laughs> Lord, fill me. Lord, I yield. I yield. I yield. I surrender. I give this circumstance to you. I give over the, 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 the problem, the situation. I give it over. I yield. I surrender. That works. Because then he takes, cast your cares on him. Throw them. Fastball them. Okay? Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Literally just throw them off. Throw them off because he cares for you. You no longer have to care for yourself. You have a father. Okay? So much of the strife, the arguments, the conflict, the quarreling, so much of what was mentioned here in James chapter 4, so much of that comes back to this orphan thinking that I don't have a father who's got my back. I don't have a father who's caring for my every need. I don't have a father who can meet me on, in, the, in the deepest places of my soul, of my heart, of my emotions. I don't have a God who can do that. A Father who will do that for me. <laughs> but the reality is you do. And so we switch from thinking like orphans to thinking like sons and daughters. Okay? You do have a dad who cares about you more than you care about yourself. Who knows your needs before you even call on his name. He knows. He knows what you need before you do. And he's got the answer already set up. Okay? Can I just do a side note commercial? I love this. Okay. The wise men. Okay? 
Now, most of us know that technically they did not show up the night that Jesus was born. All right? The shepherds did. But the wise men came somewhere between him being born and two years old. Somewhere in there. Okay? This, this is just fun. All right? What gifts did they come with? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Right? Did you know that the average gift for a low-level king was 22 talents of gold? That is 22 tons of gold. I did the number. That was $870 million in today's number. Almost a billion dollars worth of gold for a low-level king. Okay? Now, we don't know how much was brought Okay, but I want to paint this picture for us to understand how God is your father. Okay, in Daniel, Daniel wrote about Jesus appearing. He he actually timed it to when Jesus would appear. You can you can do the math, and it adds up to when Jesus appeared to the year. So. He, Daniel gets this revelation from the Lord, writes it out. And where is Daniel, by the way, when this is happening? He's in Babylon, okay, which is modern-day Iraq. And he writes this, and these wise men studied Daniel and the stars. And when they saw that star, they knew it was the star of a king. And they also knew which king it was because they read about Daniel. What Daniel wrote. They gather up these gifts. They go thousands of miles, bring them to, to Jesus and Joseph and Mary. And the gifts are valuable. These, every single one of these gifts are very valuable, besides the meaning of what they represent, okay? But they're very valuable. They bring these gifts. What maybe we don't see, is that God had a 500-year plan of provision for his son that would cover his trip into Egypt. For years, he was in Egypt. 500 years ago, Daniel wrote this. What has the Lord had in place for you 500 years ago? for you to bring the answer now for you he's that big a 500 year plan anybody else have a 500 year plan for your life okay you have a father who's got your back you have a father who cares about you more than anybody else more than you care about you you have a father who brings the fullness and the wholeness and sent his son as the prince of shalom, the prince of wholeness, the prince of fullness, and sent him to the earth for you to have that. Wow. He cares about you that much. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. Okay? That's the kind of father we have. So. I want to pray with you right now. And then we're going to do our candle lighting.
So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for being our Prince of Peace, our fullness, our completeness, God, for being the answer to what the world needed. Lord, we declare over our lives that we are not a people who have lack, not, not just lack on the outside. We're talking about lack on the inside, a lack of joy, a lack of peace, a lack of hope. Yeah, a lack of faith. <laughs> Anything, any place where we feel like there's a lack, Lord, you were the answer and continue to be the answer for lack in our lives. You carry all the fullness. And so you say that you have given us everything we need for life and everything we need to be like you. You've given it all. Thank you for your fullness. Thank you for your wholeness. If you're here tonight, and you have yet to believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. He died on the cross for you to have everything we're talking about tonight. Great joy to have fullness, to have a wholeness inside of you, to have peace, to have, yeah, to have hope. So many things, so many things. Tonight's your night to meet him and to have God with you become God in you. <laughs> so if that's you tonight, between you and the Lord right now, let's pray this right here. Jesus, I choose to believe in you. I choose to put my faith in you right now. I believe that you died on the cross for me. For me. I believe that you died and that you rose three days later from the grave. Because you beat death. You beat sin. You beat Satan. You beat sickness and disease. You beat it all. And I choose to follow you from this day forward. Forgive me for going my own way up to this point. And now I choose your way. Show me your calling and purpose for my life. And now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be God in me. Be God in me. If you prayed that tonight, please come find me right after the service. And I want to help. I want to get you a Bible. And I want to help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. And tell somebody else you came with that you made this decision too. Because it's the best decision you'll ever make in your whole life. And you'll see. <laughs> so Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you, Jesus, for Christmas. In your name, amen. Amen.